Hey, welcome back to another midweek here at Press Church. I'm joined with C.R. Pendleton, Chrissy Bontrager, and Jason Allison. And uh, yeah, we're excited to dig in again. If you have uh, not done it yet, like, subscribe, uh, make sure you're up to date on everything going on here at Press Church. And our podcast, too. Yes. Because we're you, on iTunes. Those of you so. listening on, yeah. Stay Fancy. up to date on that. Just that Leave a review. Ooh. <laughs> if it's a good Only one. if it's nice. nice <laughs> Only if it's nice because we actually go back and read comments and our self-esteem is, you know, propped up by. <laughs> we struggle with everything we're talking about, which is true, by the way. We, and uh, kind of today's topic. Right. Yeah, right. So the question today uh, is, so in a, in a culture of life coaches and therapists and yoga and just self-help books, what is, uh, what, where does the church fall into that? Does it have any answers outside of what you would find in a self-help book? Uh, why would you, really, why church? Why would you engage in church? Yeah, I think it's even beyond church, like the Christian life. What is Sure. What does the Christian life sure. yeah. offer you that these other things don't? Yeah, why? Because, I mean, a lot of times you'll see that people will engage religion in general through crisis. Like when, when life is hard or bad. And so what, you know, right. they're trying to find answers. They're trying to sort things, make sense of things. And so that's what you see a lot of times. Someone will engage in church or in religion to, to, to fix that. And now, you know, again, our culture is full of the next self-help book or the next, you know, how to make yourself better or, mm-hmm. you know, a life coach or, again, yoga practices, things like that. So, yeah, what is the, what is the Christian life, what does the church have to offer? Right. Does it have anything to offer? I, I mean, I am genuinely curious, Chrissy, from your perspective with... Throw me under the bus. <laughs> no, no. I, the, the only way that I would throw you under the bus is you have to now speak on behalf of all yes, of those in therapeutic all counseling. Every counseling. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, pressure. but I know that, you know, therapeutic counseling is a thing, right? That has yeah. become a very popular thing in our society um, as a pathway to healing, right? And obviously, there's a lot of benefits from it. Right. But from your perspective, I think the question that Sean's asking, what is it about therapeutic counseling? Where is its limitations? Because if you you as a Christian, you believe that it has limitations, right? right. There's something bigger than therapeutic yeah. counseling. Right. So uh, where where does that fall into the grand scheme of things where something can be healthy and it can be a good thing to do and, mm-hmm. and, and, and be a pathway to healing, but not in and of itself and not fully, right? So yeah. what, what what's your take on that? Yeah, I well, that's a lot. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a big question. We got all day. Right, we got all day. Um, you know, I, I, I see clients who are Christians and clients who are non-Christians, pre-Christians, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, a lot of them are coming in, well, where's my identity? What do I, you know, are struggling with anxiety, depression, whatever. When I'm talking to them about identity, my my thinking is you know all healing comes through christ that's that's where ultimately where healing comes Mm -hmm. is through christ um he's calling us to what our identity is in him Mm -hmm. so when i'm sitting with a christian client who is you know maybe struggling with self-esteem depression anxiety we will go to verses in the bible Mm -hmm. that describe who i am in christ you could look google it who i am in christ verses about 80 lists will pop up just pick one Skim through it. Right. God will show you what verse is for you. Um, that's what I do, literally, mm-hmm. with my clients. Skim yeah. through it. Come back next time, and we'll talk about what verses popped off the page for you, and, and we'll dive in. Mm-hmm. What is God saying to you? 
my non-client Christians, you, I can't do you're that. Non, you're non-Christian. My non-Christian, not oh non-Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you knew what I was saying. Um, I can't do that. Yeah. Right. So there's a limitation there in terms of like self-esteem, self-worth, all of those things. I can only take them so far with the science, yeah, psychology, yeah. the right. cognitive behavioral therapy, the helping them change how they're thinking about themselves um, in turn to change their behavior, mm. right? Yeah. With the Christian clients, I can go further. They can dig into who am I in Christ? Mm. What is God saying about me? Sitting in that place of I'm loved and right. navigating out of a place of being loved. It's completely different. Right. Yeah, that sounds like a really challenging yeah. thing because there is this science, right? But you have a biblical worldview. Your biblical worldview right. is much bigger than the science right. of it. But uh, it sounds like a, a reasonable amount of your clients just want to stop at the science of it. A lot of them, yeah. That would be yeah. very challenging in your particular it position. It is. It's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. And and as you know, someone who is licensed with the state, I can only go so far with a client who doesn't want that Christian perspective. Yeah. It's it's interesting too because you talk about identity. Yeah. You know, and that that seems to be in you know we, earlier we were chatting about you know Maslow's hierarchy and and all that yeah. stuff and and knowing who you are is is obviously foundational. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, to understanding that. But in to know who I am, to understand my identity, the, the world says, oh, you be you. Be your best self. Be your, you know, it's all about that. Live your best life. Yeah. But the only way you do that is ultimately within the context of what other people say about you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> I understand my identity. Based on somebody else. If I else. don't have God yeah. right. telling me who I am, right. mm-hmm. then my identity is really defined by the people around me because right. they're telling me who I am. Yes. But I'm supposed to be me. Yeah. But I don't know who I am without the context without, of where I'm at yep, and right. who I'm with. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like a losing battle yeah. at some point. This yeah. is a real, you're hitting on something that's very important. And it's a little bit of a, 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 a narrative that I think we struggle with as Christians because we like to go back to the garden and talk about uh, the fall. Right. And when Adam and Eve are naked, we brought this up so many times, and, and, and God confronts them, and they say, you know, he's like, why are you hiding? Because Who we were naked. You, yeah. Who told you we were naked, right. right? Okay, so God in that moment is, is, is pointing out that I'm the one who tells you, yes. but something else has told you that you're not what you mm-hmm. are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. However, we talk about the church as being a reflection of Christ, right? It's a, it's a, this relational connection is a reflection of our triune God. So our, our, the hiddenness of our divine creator uh, expresses itself through the relationships that we have within our community, right? So there is a certain amount of your defining of your identity does come through the relational the relation. connections yeah. The yeah. problem is, is what are those relational connections? Are right. they rooted in Christ or are they rooted outside of Christ? And that's where the argument for the church comes in so strongly because the church is the body of Christ. It's supposed to be a group of people who are traveling together right. on this journey right. it, it, that have recognized who their Savior is, right? And if you're in a healthy community, which that <laughs> it should right. be, we know right. that they're, you know. Not always the case. Right. <laughs> then allowing that to speak into your identity should be okay, right? But it's very challenging because of the brokenness involved in that. Well, and once you've been in a community that spoke into your 
you know, into you and told you who you were, but that community was unhealthy for some reason, and so you were wounded by it. Yes. It's even harder than to trust another mm-hmm. community yeah. that maybe has a similar name. Yes. Church. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and so to open myself up again is scary. Yeah. I don't want to right. do it. Mm-hmm. And, and my experience of God telling me who I am came through an unhealthy medium of a broken yeah. church, right. unhealthy church. And so I would much rather go to the science. Mm-hmm. Because it seems safer. Yes. Seems safer, yeah. Now it's yeah. it's not going to be as complete, right? Right. Which we know as you know because right. of scripture. But if I don't, if I've decided scripture isn't worth listening to, right? That's all I got. But I think you can get to. I mean, if God made all this, there there's going to be some natural things that in scripture that reinforce how we are made and how we mm-hmm. act and and just do and so some of these things that you see in yoga or life coaches or books or things like that self-help even in counseling things they're still hitting on elements of our true self and right. of our true yeah. nature it's not i mean you could say they're not christian because we're not putting it in the guise of a of a scripture verse mm-hmm. but i do think that it still reinforces how god made us and now granted I know that's an, not an argument for somebody outside the church. Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, well, of course, like we're going to see scientific things proving how God made us. Or right, you know, it's whatever. a challenge of a cheap substitute. This is the thing because you know you take something like a gym or let's say CrossFit. We all know people who are into CrossFit, right? Oh, they'll tell you about it. Uh, right, are. exactly. Right, <laughs> you're never going to not know yes. somebody's into CrossFit because yeah, like, if they're in it, like you're going to hear about it, right? <laughs> but uh, it's a bit of a religion. And I mean, I say that somewhat facetiously, but kind of not so much. And uh, and the, the thing is, is there is a community and there is support and yeah. there is th- that creates uh, a powerful experience for somebody who is a part of that. Right. It becomes an identity. Yes. Yeah. And so how much of that is the, the nature that God instilled in us and where the relational connection is a reflection right. Right. of our triune God? Right. And how much of that is our seeking identity outside of right. God? So, and and this is the, it's not a clear answer. Mm-hmm. It's not a clear answer. That's the thing we're talking about, though. You could bypass the relational connection that's rooted in Christ that is what's supposed to be church by getting yourself highly involved in yoga or fitness or uh, therapeutic counseling mm-hmm. or whatever else. Season-long tickets to a hockey game yeah or hockey or team or football team football. baseball team it's a religious experience we, yeah. in ohio yeah. if you live in yeah, ohio yeah. if you're in the columbus area yeah. or well, just in ohio oh, in general is. football yeah. is like a religious right. experience but here. you can go to any you go to a crew game experience at you can yeah. go to a blue jackets game like you right. get this thing together it's a yeah it's it, experience community. it is right. a, yeah mm-hmm. very very much like a religious experience. And so what I am personally experiencing here is like, okay, you talked about Maslow's you know, hierarchy of needs or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, most of the people around here aren't suffering with a, right. uh, a, a need for food and, and, and water and shelter mm-hmm. and basic kind of stuff, right? So you get up a couple of tiers and it's like, well, you get into that uh, you know, other level of relational connection, self-actualization and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, um, therapeutic counseling and yoga or uh, mm-hmm. CrossFit or football, 
all kind of work in that world. Yeah. And yeah. so where where does God fit in? Yeah, and, they're, and they're not <laughs> telling me I have to sacrifice things. They're not telling me I can't watch that or do right. this or that. Or yeah. they're not going to mm-hmm. make me well, do they some are, weird ritual. But it's stuff I wouldn't do anyway. Right. I mean, yeah. I like the Ohio State. Well, I'm not allowed to use the M word. Right. Exactly. Right. 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 Yeah. right. yeah. right? I Don't mean, curse. There are sins in <laughs> yes. the Ohio State yes. realm. Yeah. And, and that's, I get it, you know, and every group has that. Right. It's not yeah. just uh, OSU fans. But right. so there are some regulations, that, but I don't mind that because I'm on board. Right. And, and so that does change to where, yeah, where does God fit in? Like, why do we need God now? Right. We have OSU football. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I get my identity. I get I get relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I have something to do. I get encouraged. But it also means get... when they lose to Oregon, right. everyone's crushed. <laughs> right. oh, how dare uh, they're terrible. You know, like and and so that's that's when your identity is that fleeting. It's not lasting. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes difficult, which is why, you know, Browns fans are all Hey, depressed. easy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> We're good this year. Yeah, that's what I've heard every year. <laughs> 200 years but, yeah but that and, and so but it's real this time i swear <laughs> go big um, yeah so where does god fit like does god actually help us move up that those mm-hmm. those levels of that hierarchy yeah and i think you point that is really important that you just said that no my answer is no because god isn't interested in moving us up the levels of right right uh, of at least the way Maslow. Right, de- right. Describe it, but uh, uh, it's not about that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, and I've said this before, it's transcendent of mm. all of that. Right. Yeah. And, but yet we've made it all about this, uh, you know, five step process, 10 step process, whatever. Uh, we've tried, we try to boil things down, reduce it, simplify, mm-hmm. you know, simplify mm-hmm. it into a, a process. Mm-hmm. And we package it and we sell it. <laughs> and self-help books right. and mm-hmm. whatever and we go and, and then we somehow think the, that god's going to work the same way right and it's like no god does not work that way right. at all right <laughs> well and, and earlier in the morning we were talking and you brought up the woman at the well yeah right and and she almost she has this uh approach where she comes to jesus and she says okay but i know the formula right mm-hmm. of, of of worshiping god yeah. But I got to figure out which there there are two options out there, and I got to figure out which one is the right one. Mm-hmm. And Jesus kind of takes that question and says, "You're asking the wrong thing." Yes, it's not about the how, you know. It's about the who. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. where you and yes. And so he he basically says, you know, if, if we were to bring this up to Jesus now, well, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where does God fit in? And he's like, well, "You're an idiot." You're starting from the wrong place. You're asking yeah. the wrong question. He doesn't. He, he didn't care about Maslow's hierarchy needs. He cares about you as a, as his creation, mm-hmm. and your best self is not his goal. Yes. Right. What? Say that again. Your best self is, is not God's goal. goal. Okay, that is really really important because that is the line of BS that we're getting fed constantly, constantly by the modern. Christian culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there might even be like a really, really <laughs> famous televangelist that has made his whole thing about I can't that. can't think of any, but okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but go back to that again. That is so important. Yeah. God, God is not, his main goal is not that you become your best self mm. individually. Yes. His goal is to pour his grace out 
on his creation. Mm-hmm. And and one, you are his creation. He wants you to experience his grace. But right. two, he is for some strange reason decided that he would use us to pour that grace out onto others. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with you becoming your best self. Mm-hmm. That has everything to do with you becoming the conduit through which God can express his love and his grace right. to the people in this world around you. So you mean that God can use your broken self who never actually reaches their full potential for his glory? Yeah. Well, mm. and I want to say, too, we wow. talk a lot about That's our identity awesome. in Christ. With that, our identity in Christ doesn't mean that we've found our best self and now right. we're able to be that conduit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, if we're still, you know, cussing, that be um, you know, oh. going to yoga, doing doing all the things, we're still, you know, in that sinful space. Yeah. He's still going to use us, even if we haven't, even, you know, new mm-hmm. baby Christian. Yes. Still mm-hmm. doing all the things. Yeah. You know, he's still going to use us mm-hmm. as a conduit, which is where those verses, look them up, Google who I am in Christ. <laughs> right. Those verses come in. That's not a person who I have no sin. I'm not doing anything bad. Like Jesus is going to use me. Right. No, Jesus is going to use you the same. He's going to use this new baby Christian right. who's still doing all the all the things we would say are sinful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I think yeah. that's that's really important. We just came off of uh, you know what's so bad about porn, right? Right. Okay, so there are better ways to live your life. If you're going around, you know, driving drunk, not the best way to live your life, right? Don't recommend okay. it. But, but the point is God's not trying to get us to do behaviors that are right. just, that make us better people. He's using us in the process of our brokenness. Now, out of that will come a process of right. better... Healing, restoration, right. Becoming a better person, right? Yeah, which you know, and what is a better person, right? Yeah. Well, I yeah. think <laughs> that's a whole other. So, well, so much of this comes to yeah, your definition of your true self and yeah. a better yeah. person, and because I could argue the other way, yeah, you are becoming a better version of your true self because you embrace the fact that your true self does have flaws and yeah. does have limitations, right. and it's only through Christ and what He's done that we do have a purpose and a meaning and a, and a hope. Right. You yeah. know? So it's like, okay, def- yeah, give your definitions. The problem is, and what we've said before, is the church has made it more about... Behavior a, a, modification. Yes. Yeah. It's like, well, if as long as you don't do these things, legalistically, you yeah. don't cuss, you don't... Right. What is it? You don't smoke, you don't chew, and you don't date girls who do or whatever. I don't right. Know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Some no. old funny saying that I've heard. Uh, no, as long as you don't do all these behaviors, right. then God will bless you and you'll get the life that you're looking right. for. But that's not that what is it's about. so that's wrong. Not, that's a yeah. lie <laughs> straight from evil. Yeah, from the fit of hell. That's a whole other discussion that yeah, we can have. But, uh, but it is a lie. Yeah. It is an absolute lie because it's not about behavioral modification. Right. Out, right. out of the heart, right? right? When the heart is changed, then the good stuff comes out, But right? But it's like uh, out of the heart also bad things come right. too, right? Right. It's about the heart. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about heart. Well, if it was about behavior modification, none of us would be sitting here. Well, I mean, I would, but. Except for Jason. <laughs> I, was, I mean, because if we had, you know, it's yeah, that was, whole thing that you have to, to. You have to take a shower before you take a bath. Right, you have right. to take a bath before you take a shower. Yeah. It's that whole thing of you're coming to Jesus as you are. Right, right. 
not yeah. already I've got yeah. self-actualization I know who I am I'm a good right. person and you know now I can now I can work for Jesus yeah. now I can take him on particularly yeah. our approach to ministry you know like sorry uh, I no. got a little southern there didn't <laughs> I? no, I <laughs> no it's true uh, unfortunately there are several churches where the leadership is that it's like you make yourself look super good then you yeah. get to be in leadership yeah. you know mm. and we're, we're kind of not about that at all because I don't know why we're, I'm sitting here. We're messed cause... up because <laughs> we're so messed up, <laughs> right? Like they around. needed a therapist. I think that, yeah, all this but, comes yeah. down to it is, is still, it, it's a pushing um, and a striving for one for us to know Christ yeah. and for Him to use us. And I think that's the, the, we're not dismissing the fact that as you know Christ and as you become more aware of who you are in Him, yeah, you will probably tend to see some things that change in your life, or you may see that you're. Uh, you know, more patient, or you may see mm-hmm. that you love better or are able to deal with the things in life more. But we 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 treat those things as like the like I'm going to force you, and it's not a change of the heart. It's just right. it's just a it's That's just why a I think in Galatians, action. In Galatians six, when Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit, or Galatians five, when he talks about the fruit of the spirit, he he says it that way: the the fruit of the spirit. In you, right, is love, joy, peace, patience. Right. right. It's not. I don't need to work at being more gentle or figure out five ways to become more patient. Or right. you, you know, it's. I need to figure out how to live my life submitted to the Spirit, so that by through that and the fruit right. of that focus right. will be I'm more gentle, loving kind. Of right. Thing. Right. With that, I do think that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you certain things about Absolutely. yourself where you'll go. Uh, why am I so holding on to my money so tightly? Right. You know, it's like the Holy Spirit will reveal that to you. And that right. that says something about, hmm, yeah. I'm not trusting. And, yeah. you know, right. but that, that that is a maturing process when yes. somebody gets to that. Well, point. yeah. And I think that's the, the thing I, I try to tell people. Like, think about yourself the first time you heard about Christ, if you're a follower of Christ. Right, what were you doing then that you're not doing now? Mm-hmm. Does that dismiss where you were then? Mm-hmm. To where you, I was in diapers. Like, so. yeah, I was gonna say, there is a challenge for people you're who grew up away. around it. And then, you know, like me, I grew up with an unhealthy right. uh, yeah. theology. Yeah. And then I had to kind of really move away from all of that, kind of mm-hmm. trash everything right. and start over. I know, that's the yeah. hip word, deconstruct. deconstruct. <laughs> I've been deconstructed <laughs> since that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> since before. It's like the hipster thing. I was right. into that way before it was cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, but I think, I, you know, I think there's a belief, too. You were talking about how, you know, it, it we start to change. We gradually yeah, change. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a process. You know, if, and if we want to go back to the science behind that we could bring in cognitive behavioral therapy right i'm that's what i'm gonna do right. that's what i do sure. totally. you know and it it's not going to be i say this all the time to my clients it's not going to be an instant process yeah. mm-hmm. coming to christ letting allowing him to work through you right. coming to know these things is not it's a baby steps mm-hmm. you know maybe me maybe i stopped cussing i haven't got that one yet <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and and that's a baby step maybe i quit smoking maybe i you know stopped yeah. watching porn since we just talked about that last right. you yeah. know it, it's baby steps the spirit isn't going to come at us all at once, See, praise think, Jesus, and be I, like, you got to get rid of all this. But I think this. we have that mindset Yeah. because, I mean, think about the way even counseling and the mental health world right now, so much of it is, because my wife's son, right. you know, she's yep. a psychiatric nurse practitioner, so people come to her and say, yeah, I did the counseling, but now I want a pill. Yeah. Right. 
I want it I fixed now. I just want now. to fix it. Flip the switch. I don't want to work pill. at it. I don't want to. I just mm-hmm. give me a pill. And I think right. we come to Christ, right. and at least come to the church, yeah. with that expectation. Yeah, hey, Sean, give me a pill, right. so my life is better. Next right. sermon's going to fix all my problems. Right. right. No I'm working pressure. on it. That's and funny. sometimes you need a pill. And yeah. s- but sometimes you do need a pill right. in right. order to do. begin working well, on the issue. But then right. again, yeah. but we're the compar- pill isn't what fixes the We get the into issue. the comparison right. thing, though. Well, this right. guy got that pill. Why don't I need that pill? Or yeah. I mean, it's like, because mm-hmm. right. I know some people who, um, you know, people I trust, they came to Christ and they had a, a pretty big change right away. And yeah. then, but it was, uh, I, my father-in-law shared with me before, when he came to Christ, he, he went to the, his buddy that was a Christian. He's like, what am I supposed to do now? And I love his his buddy actually didn't give him like a list. He said, you know, just he's like, pray, talk to God, like read scripture, like listen, try to listen. And he said, you know, out of him listening and be obedient, he, you know, he got rid of alcohol because he right. felt like that was keeping. He got rid of certain things in his yeah. house yeah. or, and and yeah, so that can happen. Like yeah. you can like I mean by I, listening to the Holy Spirit and right now I, I I know your father-in-law has an alcohol collection, so he didn't right completely yeah get rid of oh yeah <laughs> he has no problem with alcohol right it's, right it, it's not it's not even about right the just to clarify totally. it's not about the oh, alcohol oh yeah no it's not about the alcohol got it was rid about, of these. at that point in his life right. that was an idol or that right. was a, a, a hindrance to him and his his walk with For Christ him right. individually yeah. right um, in that moment. Right, in that moment, in that time. Um, But again, you can even look at that and be like, well, I'm going to live my life by that. No, he's not the, he's not the blueprint now that you, or the template that you live your life by. It's, the template is to seek Christ. To seek your own individual identity To find, God, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? Right, yes. Not what do you want from Sean's father-in-law. Right. And I'm going to find And that's a great experience. And maybe some people have, maybe some people have that and they can... So, yeah, I do think, again, we like, kind of like what you said, we like to have that quick fix, either therapy fix me or, hey, give me this pill. And then now I'm taking this pill. I can just live the same way. Right. But the pill's making me think that I'm more healthy. Didn't we talk about that? Like, you know. uh, I think it was just an internal conversation. Well, yeah, because, you know, people have, I know some people with diabetes, right? And they get the medication, and it kind of like helps like diabetes. But then they're like, <laughs> they "Oh, well, hey, my numbers are down. I can just eat like crazy." Like, yeah, yeah that's not so much. Point of yeah. and missing the point. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Right. Well, all right. Well, I think we've hit our we've hit our time this week. Um, good conversations. This is always tough. I mean, it's just things that we have to to work through, and we have to be honest with ourselves and God, yeah. and and try to help. Hopefully, you know, seek Him and all these things that He leads us and guides us and gives us the wisdom that we need. So we will be back again next Wednesday for another midweek. Uh, Hope to see you then. Take care.